All right, here we are for another session of the Rich Life Projects. And today is all about the mental health journey and who I've got on the uh, podcast today is the one and only Casey Lyons from Livin'. Welcome, champion. It's good to be here. It's hard to tie you down, brothers. It's hard to tie you down. But you're in Melbourne, so why not? Why not sit together and uh, get going on? What's What has been happening? Uh, back to sort of business as normal. Uh, obviously, a few terrible years with COVID. We're lucky that uh, majority of our sort of work is through Queensland and we could operate quite freely. But um, COVID meant no money was coming in. We we're just burning through money. So what we do, we deliver education into schools, businesses, sporting clubs. But through that time, we were just delivering to schools, which we do for free, but it obviously comes at a cost to us. So this year, it's been a welcome change, and we're getting out and about. Um, sponsors are coming back in. Money's sort of coming back in, and it's it's uh, a breath of fresh air, I suppose, yeah. um, and some exciting sort of projects in the works. Well, let's, let's go back to where it all began, uh, back in the day when – how did the Livin' brand actually evolve? Well, we started um, – Back in 2013, we lost my best mate, uh, Dwayne Lally, to suicide. Dwayne and I met uh, first day of grade one. Uh, we grew up together oh, like yeah. brothers. Uh, early years, it was footy. We played footy together. His dad was our coach. Uh, through his teens, he went on to pursue a boxing career. He was an Australian champion boxer. Oh, wow. Did he? I didn't even know that. Yeah, young age. Um, his coach, uh, Greg Walker. You might know Greg Walker. Um, probably not, no. Um, so he was fighting for a spot on the Com Games against Brad Hoare. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. still in I know, high Brad, school. From, from Sunshine Coast. Yeah, so, you know, Brad, Brad's now involved with the charity in, in bits and pieces, but um, it's just funny how sort of life works itself out. But I remember, you know, I'd get to school and Dwayne was there with his coach training before school. Yeah, his well. coach was then there at lunch and they were training. And then straight after school. And kind of through that period, we kind of went apart a bit just because he was chasing his dream. I was trying to do all I could to become a, an NRL player, although that yep. was unsuccessful and I learned that pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I was doing my best at the time. So, but, you know, we, we were always close, never too far away on the phone. And I suppose through his early 20s, um, Dwayne was diagnosed with depression and bipolar. And at the time, he couldn't quite understand it. He couldn't articulate it to us, all the people around him. You know, his friends, we certainly didn't know what that meant. But for me, I just knew that I had to be there when he needed me. Uh there plenty of ups and downs. I used to get text messages such as, he was a plumber, I was a carpenter. Uh, I feel like jumping off the sixth floor today. Uh, I can't explain why. Two hours later, I'd get a message saying, hey, bros, having the best day. Can't wait to see you for dinner tonight. Have a good day. Wow. And that was constant for him. And yeah. I put myself in his shoes. That must have just been, can't even comprehend that. Oh, yeah, that's You're crazy. fighting a war every single day with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to feel that way. No. But this all adds to the stigma. And after his passing, we're kind of thrown in the deep end around, you know, throw some grief in there, yep. a lot of grief, yep. a lot of unanswered questions, but also the statistics that surround both mental health and then suicide in this country. Yep. One in four people live with some form of mental illness every single year. Yep. Suicide is the leading cause of death between the ages of 15 and 44. Uh, we lose 9.2 people a day. Really? Wow. Seven or eight of those are male. Um Men and women both attempt at the same rate, but men are more, I suppose, violent. We're more impulsive, yep. uh, which I suppose lead to more fatal outcomes. And um, for every completed suicide, there's another 30 attempts. Yeah, right. So we knew that we had to do something. And in this country, there are plenty of great service providers. There yep. really are. Yep. But unfortunately, there are people like Dwayne. They don't know where to go to get help. They don't know how to ask for help. 
And even if they do, the stigma keeps them quiet yeah. and stops them from accessing support. Because Dwayne used to say things like, I'm different, I'm weird, I'm a burden. He was none of these things. Yeah, so that's why we that's, started that's living. It's a weird thing when people think that, eh? When they're absolutely the opposite. The opposite. He was the light of many people's life. He'd go out of his way to make sure that people were having a good time. He was the life of the party. Yeah. You know, you hear this also all too often. He's the last person you'd expect yeah, to yeah, be living yeah. with How that. How many times you hear that too? And... But, you know, behind his smile, he was fighting something that he just didn't know how to articulate and couldn't because of this stigma. So we now do three things um, to break the stigma of mental health. That is, we deliver um, our mental health education program into schools, businesses, sporting clubs, pretty much anywhere from high school and above. Yeah. Um, we deliver to schools free of charge. So all money we raise is put back into delivery of that programs, yeah. uh, program into schools free of charge. Yeah. We still live in branded apparel. Yep. That's to raise revenue to make sure that re remains um, free. Viable to keep open and, and do what you do. Yeah, but it's also a conversation starter. Yeah. Our, our merch has saved lives and we have anecdotal evidence to back that up. People share their stories with us and I've got a card that sits on our, on our pin board at work and it's got $10 in it and it will always sit there. And it's from a lady that said, hey, living team, Here's $10. Uh, I was at an event. I didn't have my wallet. You gave me this sticker. It saved my life because of that sticker. Wow. My three kids have a, a mum still. Wow. I was walking out to my car to take my life, and that was the last thing I saw, and it it stopped me. Oh, that's goosebump stuff right there. It's something as simple as a sticker. 100%. And wow. that, that's, that's not the only story we've heard, but that's yeah. the one that always rings true. And then there's all the stories we haven't heard. Yeah, true. And true. then thirdly, we've got – community-based events uh, right around the country, which could be anything. Uh, we've been up and down Castle Hill in uh, Townsville for 24 hours. Yep. We've been involved in bake sales, like literally anything. The aim is to bring people together, yep. build that community, and sometimes raise money for us, but not always. Yeah, right. Wow. That's a, that's a massive uh, a massive thing. And, it, and it's, I suppose, do you find now we're obviously the 21st century-wise, but we're – it's become more important. It's nearly aligning with physical fitness. Like when we're all growing up, you know, you've got to be fit. When you become an athlete, you've got to be fit. Do you see the whole massive change now coming where people, when they talk about, oh, going to the gym, get away, you know, doing the physical side of things, but people are now aligning themselves with, okay, well, whatever does physical has to also align with mental. Because when you realistically think about it, everyone was just thinking about the body a lot of the time, but now your body can't do what your mind's not telling it to do. Obviously, it's your mind is the the engine here. Yeah. So if that's not right, then the body folds. Exactly. And that's. Do you see a, a massive change in this this era that we're going through now? Because everywhere I turn, everyone's doing mental health or the word mental health or yeah, that sort of stuff. I believe yeah, a holistic approach is is the best approach. You know, there, there's a lot of research that tells us that physical health and, and training is good for your mental health. But I also sort of need to say there are a lot of people that are, are physically fit, but they still live with poor mental health or mental ill health. Yep. That can happen. You know, we are human, yep. but we do need to take a holistic approach. You can't just go in the gym no, and no. think that you're going to have good mental health and you can't have good mental health and then think you're going to be physically fit. So, that holistic approach where we're really taking care of our mind, our yep. body, and our soul. Yeah. For me, that's 
self-care. Yeah. You know, we preach self-care. Yeah. And I'd love to, you know, pull out a prescription pad, yeah, yeah. prescribe some self-care, but self-care is what, you know, you enjoy. That's right. But it's also what you can do consistently. Yeah. Uh, because that's the key. Yeah. And, and you're right. That is the key. I, I think all of us in our personal life, we're always, you see the ones who are going through mental health, I'll go, yep, okay, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay consistent of that. And then gets a week or two and then they're off on their little tangent. But then, you you know, the ones who are there consistent every single day, this is what I could do. That's their therapy. Like myself personally, the gym for one hour a morning is to sweat it out and tell my brain that we are physically getting fit. Yeah. Then it might be a 6K run, you know, where I've got music in my ears and that's like a therapeutic thing for me because I'm breathing fresh air. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking of things that are in my life. Sun. The sun. Vitamin D. Vitamin D. Golf at the moment because I'm, I'm an avid golfer, but that just is getting out and it's like a therapy to me, even though people wouldn't think that because you get so frustrated with golf, but the it is. It's it my is. thing too. It is. You get out there, hit the ball, you know, you challenge yourself, which is then activating the brain because you want to obviously hit better balls. You want to get better scores. And, and at the same time, you're out in the nature, you're out in breathing fresh air. But while you're trying to hit a better ball, what aren't you thinking about? That's right. Yeah, exactly right. And that's why golf works for me. Yeah. I'm only thinking about getting that ball in that hole. Might take 20 shots. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm not thinking about work or, you know, all the other sort of troubles in life. I'm thinking about just getting that ball in that hole. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. Oh, it is. It is. But, you know, the things like you see a lot of of people doing now, the ice baths, like the ice baths uh, that I do myself, get the freezer, ice it up. That is a mental challenge for me. And it is, I know, for a lot of people because then you've got to sit in for three minutes in that icy cold water and your body goes through so much. But it's also, there's so many benefits mentally because, one, you learn how to breathe under stress. Two, you mentally got to focus on nothing else but your body freezing. And I find, and those are little trigger things for me. But a lot of people got so many different things that they do. They might just go for a bike ride or meet. Every morning for a coffee, that's their their thing. There's so many things to do, and as you say, with the stigma of talking about it, is probably the major thing we've got to try and get across. Yeah, but also self care. It's important. People get so busy now. Our lives are so busy, but people need to understand that if they prioritise self care, and that can just be for ten to fifteen minutes a day, yep. it's going to make you a better employee or a better boss, a better husband, better father, whatever it is. Yep. It's going to make you better at. Yeah. But also be kind to yourself. You know, life does happen. If you go away yep. and you skip a few days, yep. that's okay. Come back, start again. Don't get down on yourself. Yep. Life happens. But just find out what you enjoy, what makes you happy, but then also what you can do consistently. Because, you know, I'd love to tell everyone to go out for a run, but that might not be able to run. That's right. Get out for a walk. Yep. Or, yep. or your self-care could be ringing someone in your life that makes you feel good. Do that. Yep. Um, yeah, that's yeah. But it's important and you have to prioritize. You need to schedule it into your calendar so it's a non negotiable. Yeah. Because, you know, I put my hand up. I neglected myself for a long time and I was lucky in a way. I didn't, I didn't sort of, I didn't succumb to mental ill health, but I ended up with stratic arthritis. Yeah. Okay. Ended up losing 20 kilos. I was hospitalized, but this was all because I wasn't prioritizing self care. Yep. And now it's a non negotiable. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and you, and you're right. Everyone, everyone does go. Oh, look, you know, oh, my New Year's re- resolution this year. I'm gonna make time for myself and make time for myself. Next minute, work takes over, kids take over, all the wife takes over. Everything is just full busy. And it's it's a simple thing as 
you may even do something for 10 or 15 minutes in your own house in a room, you know, put a little bit of music on, do running for 10 minutes on the spot, do 50 push-ups to make your, make your mindset go, I've just done a 15 minute workout. And later on tonight, when the kids go to bed, I'm going to do another 15 minutes. That's 30 minutes a day that I'm catering. That, that sort of, that's when the neglect starts because you think, Life is so busy, but then when you get to that stage, and I, I hear it and see it so much, when people's lives, the excuse is I'm so busy uh, with not training, but then when the priority changes, when they get ill or something happens, then all of a sudden, now I'm going to make that priority no matter what. It's, you know, as much as it was hard or easy, whatever, but you should have probably made that priority as number one. And I can, I feel when you get into probably being an athlete or being someone who's done it for so many years, sometimes it reverses because I used to have mental, uh, you know, that mental, okay, I'm getting up in the mornings to train. And then you go through your training, but if you miss a day, then you overthink things. You get depressed. You're like, fuck, you know, now you're out of routine. Oh my God. And if I'm out of routine, I lose it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm out of routine. And your self-talk becomes what? Yeah. Well, that's, it's just, that's right. And it's just, I've had to then deal with that. Okay, well, if I miss a day, I miss a day. I've got to then pick it up the next day. I've got to make sure I stay on at least three to five days a week doing the physical thing. And I say that's for my mental health. So many people will put a so aside. And I've got friends that put probably aside for 20 odd years and they get to the point where they're, you know, obese or they're unfit and smoking and drinking. And then they get to the, you know, depression, fighting with their wives, the separation, divorce, whatever. Then they think to themselves, fuck, I should have changed a lot of things 20 years ago. Yeah. But as much as you go around preaching that or saying, you know, this is, I'm living, living that life now where you got to do it when you're 20 to, into that, into that commitment. That's probably a thing where you're, you guys with living is going around trying to preach, you know, get into your self-care and your mental health through the schools and everything else. Just start where you can. You don't need to go out there tomorrow and run a marathon. No, that's Just exactly. Just start wherever you can. Mm. And as we sort of said earlier, when people start to fall off, they start to get negative on themselves and sort of compounds. Yeah. Just ask yourself, what advice would you give a best friend in that situation? Yes. Because oftentimes the advice we give a best friend or a loved one is positive that's right. It's that's realistic, right. but yep. the advice we give ourselves, negative and unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's like the fitness industry, so to speak. Everyone goes there in the new year, right, I'm going to get 12 months membership, yeah, da, da. and I'm in the fitness industry. We've got a gym, obviously, here in Melbourne. but And then I see, see the crew coming in, and I'll see them for a month. And then boom, there's no more. And I'm like, then I, then six months down the track, oh, I'm, I'm back in. There's my membership still going. I've got to get my mindset back in. And, you know, you see it all. And it's the life probably circle that they, everyone's going through. But the priorities, you know, the interest rates go up, which they are at the moment. The next minute, oh, I can't afford the gym. But I'll, I'll just do my own workouts at home. Okay, the own workouts at home get boring. There's no one here to motivate you. You haven't got friends with you to do with something. So then that lacks. And it's just like a domino effect, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like that $15 or $30 a week that you're paying to make sure you get to that that fitness facility to get your mental health right. People just need to sit down, take some time and write some goals and keep themselves accountable to those goals. Because if they don't have goals, 
It's like anything. You just you're just existing. You're going through life. Going, oh, what are we going to do? What am I going to do? No accountability. They're soon going to drop off. So yeah. take that time as an investment to keep yourself accountable and set some goals on what you're trying to achieve. Yep. And where so where did and we say our, our good friend Sam Webb? Where where did he come into it? Sammy, Dwayne, and I we grew up together. Okay. So okay. Uh, Dwayne and I went to school together. Sammy went to a different school, but. You know, we all grew Was that up. The, the uh, only boys school, or what? no, <laughs> Sammy, you know. No, he went to. Um, <laughs> Sammy was a little bit naughty in high school. Was he? Not, not naughty. He was. Um, well, we all were. We were cheeky. Can we? Know? Can we? Can we tell tales on here, or what about Sammy? Or what? No, nah, just, he's not here. We better not talk. We're just boys. That's <laughs> all. Well, we're just you know, um, I suppose cheeky boys. That's what yeah. we were growing up. Um, we weren't naughty as in breaking yeah. the law or anything. No. We we're just cheeky. Yeah. Um, but you know, we grew up on the Goldie, so. And sort of in similar areas. So, you know, whether it was playing footy together or, or hanging out on the weekend, uh, we all grew up together. And uh, at the time I was of Dwayne's death, I was living uh, in Sam Webb's house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. uh, and, and on the night Dwayne died, Sam was actually with him. Oh, um, no They were at a party. So, um, yeah, I was meant to be there, but I was at a, at a different party. And yep. um, actually Dwayne was meant to be with me. Yeah, but, right. um He'd had a few too many drinks after work, so he <laughs> he bailed and went to Sammy. He had his own party at his yeah, house. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> but I was I was committed to another party, so um, wow. yeah, we we all grew up together, and yep. now um, Sammy's over in in LA, yeah, uh, chasing the dream of becoming an actor. Yep, uh, he's got his his beautiful fiance, and they're about to get married. Oh, really? I see him on Survivor. Is that the American Survivor? No, Australian. Australian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's back for his second. Uh, second stint. Second stint. He, he couldn't get enough of the first one, so he's back with the second one. No, oh, yeah, he loves it. Yeah, probably oh. something I'll never understand because I don't think I'll be on Survivor. But um, uh, yeah, he, he I'd have it. A, I'd have a crack. I'd have a crack at a few of the reality, not long as it's not maths or something like that. But I'd have a I'd have a crack at Survivor and something that's physical and probably mental challenge. That'd be probably that'd be probably a, a tough idea. show. The good people oh, get no. voted out. I oh, know. I know. Well, that, that wouldn't be me then. Everyone doesn't like me, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'd probably <laughs> fly under the radar. Yeah, well, that's exactly right, exactly right. So when when we're talking and you you guys, once uh, Dwayne sort of passed away, what was uh, the whole, okay, that's the clicking moment we're going to start living? Obviously, why living? What's, what's the name? I can't explain it. What's the name to do oh, with living? <laughs> there's a story there. Yeah. We'll get into that. I can't explain it. Like, I went and saw him in, in the hospital. And I don't want to sort of get too morbid, but no. I remember going to the hospital and, and first time I ever had to go down. I went down. Um, as soon as I got out of that elevator, I could hear his family screaming. Wow. And um, I remember going into the room and and uh, a nurse or a police officer, I can't remember, yeah, but yeah. they just kept talking and there was a curtain similar to this curtain. Yep. And I just kept telling me, I said, I don't care, just shut the fuck up. I want to see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the moment they pulled that curtain back, um, I don't remember too many things. I've had a few head knocks in my life, but yeah, yeah. I'll never forget that moment. And I don't know, it was it was like, in a way, as I said earlier, Dwayne always went out of his way to help people. Yeah. I don't know. Just something said to me, we need to do something. We need to stop people from joining Dwayne. Yeah. And that's why we started living. Okay. Um, as I said, there's plenty of great service providers, but yep. plenty of people like Dwayne. And our job is to make people feel comfortable in putting their hand up and asking for help yep. or making people feel comfortable in reaching out to people in their life that they identify as struggling yep. and just how to have that conversation and, and then how to provide support Yeah, because we believe we all have the power to change a life, whether yep. that be our own or someone else's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just need to know what to do yep. and feel confident in doing that. So um, living, the name living. So Dwayne, 
if you go through his Instagram, as I said, Dwayne was cheeky, but a lot of his hashtags are living or just living. Okay. We'd never spoken about doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I remember I was, I was living in Sam Webb's house. Sam Webb has undiagnosed OCD clean freak. Yeah. Big time. Don't talk about that then. I, 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 might, I might be good friends with Sam then. <laughs> I, I used to make my toast and before I could even eat my toast, he's cleaning up the crumbs. Yeah, okay. You know, exactly the top that would make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, but Sam was living in America at the time um, and I had a party for my 23rd, 24th, however old we were. Yeah. And um, we had a few beers and Dwayne goes, let's have a ceiling party. I go, what the fuck's a ceiling party? Before I could even finish that, he's run inside grabbed a four-legged dining chair and just chucked it straight through the ceiling. Oh, no. <laughs> and then pulled it down and done it again. And I've gone, my, my floor's on the, my jaw's on the oh, floor. Oh, no. All the and I'm like, plastering that or what? What the fuck have oh, you done? Oh, my God. And with the big cheeky grin, he goes, just living. Wow. And then he's ran to my room, grabbed my laptop, which is probably this big at the time, pulled it out and brought Skype up and Sam Webb on Skype. <laughs> Look what we just did. Oh, no. And, and on my floor, my... Jaw is still on the floor, and he said, don't worry, Buzz, I'll be back tomorrow. And sure as shit, hungover as, my birthday's same as yours, November 3rd. Yep. It's hot. He's crawling through my ceiling, back blocking it the next morning. Wow. And I'm yelling out, who's living now? Wow. So that's where the name kind of stuck, because yeah. it's also what we want people doing. We want yes. people out there living. Yep. Um, and I ain't weak to speak, just was kind of a fluke. Someone yep. said it in a conversation, it stuck, and yeah, right. That's we been a we very, use it. Very powerful hashtag uh, ever since. Because even when I when I was in uh, in Newcastle, and I remember you know getting to know you guys and wearing the living and and promoting the living stuff as well. Yeah, everyone was like, even uh, I think Nathan Ross, the big Ross dog. Ross um, dog. You know, he he was one of the advocates for for living. Yeah. And a few of the obviously big celebs who have come through the times, you know, Chris Hemsworth wearing the living jumpers and a few other um, high profile people. So it's definitely got that that sort of um, no, profile now as being one of you know Australia's leading um, mental health, especially the hashtags uh, is an eight eight week to speak. But um, how how was it when you started the? Because oh, I'll, I'll probably. Hadn't even had any idea how to do a foundation or anything. You probably no obviously heard how you, how people have got foundations, but no, we had no idea. So when we first started, we didn't have the intention of becoming a charity. We we first um, did some shirts for Dwayne's funeral. Yes, okay. um, had Dwayne's face on it. Had some lyrics from um, "Follow the Sun," Xavier Rudd. Yeah, yeah, because that on, that was kind of a line on his Instagram. Yeah, right. And, and then we went to give the money to his parents and they turned around and said, no, 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 do something positive with it. Okay. So we donated money to the local um, headspace on, on Gold Coast. Yeah. Great, great charity. Yeah. And, um, but then over time we, we kind of just thought more about it and we're like, we, we love what headspace do. I really do. Yeah. But hundred percent. They're great. We also, we saw that missing link and, yep. and you know, we wanted to be that conduit between people like Dwayne yep. and then them ending up in a, a wonderful support service like Headspace. Yeah, yeah, right. And we just couldn't find anyone that was doing that. And that's kind of where Living came from. Early days, we were donating money back to them and it kind of just, the next step was education and we built out the program. And from where that was to where it is now is, is light years. But I think what worked in our uh, favour to begin with was we were so naive. Yeah, We true. didn't understand what was possible or what wasn't. You're just risking anything because you just for the passion of well, we doing it. We didn't see it as a risk because no, we, no. we had no idea. That's which, right. Had we probably seen it as a risk, we'd be, we wouldn't have done it. No, we would have no. been scared. We didn't have proper business plans. And we grew up 
uh, probably that right era. Like social media was just kicking off. It was so easy to use influencers that we'd grown up with, yeah. rugby league players, rugby play, rugby league players, MMM, MMA fighters. You have had a, too many punches. Oh, mate. I've had a few, few kicks to the head. <laughs> AFL players. All these sort of people are seen as as strong, as tough individuals. Yeah. That's why we use them to push our message of it ain't weak to speak. Yeah, yeah right. Because if, you know, a young child or, or a teenager's idol is saying it ain't weak to speak and encouraging you to put, up, put your hand up and ask for help, yep. then hopefully that's going to rub off on them and they're going to, you know, put their yeah. hand up and ask for help. Yeah, it is, it is a good platform to do, especially if you're, uh, you know, teaming up with these guys who have got some good profile sort of um, platforms, definitely to um, so know, a bit of help. A <laughs> Yeah, and but I don't it, recommend people do that, but yeah, it but worked for us. But sometimes it's it's you've got sometimes it's that when you're not really knowing what's going to happen, you're just passionate about that core thing. As okay, our friend passed away. Living's a great name. We want to do something positive. It ain't weak to speak. Gets evolve like it evolves, and then you just go with the flow. And surprising enough, when there's no business plan or anything like that, they usually work to a certain extent. Yeah. Then it gets to that that height and that sort of uh, that height, as I said, then you've got to go, okay, well, what's the business plan here? We can't just, or else it just fizzles to nothing. You've got no data to show people. or whatever. So that, that would have been probably another big learning once you got the living uh, and then having to know the, the probably question you had to ask yourselves and other people, um, how is living going to change lives? Well, for us, it's, we believe education is vital. Uh, with education comes understanding. With understanding comes acceptance, and with acceptance comes hope. But particularly in that sort of impressionable ages of that teenage years, if we can get in early, what's the analogy? Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yes. Hopefully, these teenagers grow up knowing that this is it's a normal part of life, but it's not normal just to keep it inside. No. Yeah, we can only get through these struggles by getting through them by getting support that is out there, whether that be professional or through the people in your life. But we won't get through it by just keeping it in. Do you, do you it, think that's changing a bit at the moment with, because it's been a big dominance because we all say, cliche, oh, the women always, you know, the women always get together and they always talk about their feelings, talk about what's going on in their life. But men get together and it's like, it was, it's been like a bit of a stigma where they want to talk about all the boys' things, you know, all the ladies and all the drinking and all the good times and fun. But if someone back in the day said, oh, hey, guys, I'm not really feeling myself, something's going on, the reaction back then would have went, harden up, mate, you pussy, get out of it, what's going on? Do you see that changing with men now? Certainly. Um, and, it, and it's great. It, it really is. Like the people are starting to show that vulnerability and put their hand up when when they – struggling or you know they're going out of their way to check in on their mates just to see how they're doing and for for us it's it's great to see but while i'm sort of touching on that there is a time for that tough love as well whether that be for yourself or like resilience is a big factor and we can't just be so there's a time to cuddle people there really is but then there's a time where you need to keep them accountable and hold them to the plans that you have worked out otherwise if nothing changes nothing changes And that's, that's probably where some of the rumours or some of the talk now in amongst societies, you know, the generation these days where we're, we're sort of raising is soft and they, you know, once they have a bad day or a sad day, then it's depression. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the hard line, isn't it? Because there is ones who go, 
fuck, I'm having a bad day and, and I'm depressed, then there's ones who go, no, I've had a sad day, but fuck it, I must be depressed. It's, it's, a hard, it's a fine line, isn't it? It is hard. And people need to understand that, yeah, you might have depression, but depression or any mental illness is often defined by, you know, there's a, there's a few symptoms when you experience those consecutively for a period of two weeks or longer. Yeah. But you also go to a mental health professional yeah. and become, you know, you get a diagnosis. Yeah. Just because you have a diagnosis doesn't change who you are. No. I'm not saying that, but yeah, I, it, it is not good when people just throw out these terms. It can add to stigma. It can even sort of lessen people who are legitimately going through these problems yeah. and the extent in which yeah. they've got to go through them. Yeah. So we just, language is important and we've got to be careful in which Wording we say, and, yep. calling people psychos or yeah. nutbags. Like, yeah. I understand that some people are just using these as throwaway terms, but you can be adding to stigma and you can be stopping people from accessing support. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love the, whether it ever would come about, I would, especially what we've been through in the last couple of years, I would love the government to realistically, it's like Medicare with the bulk billing, I'd love the government to allow people to access a psychologist or some sort of professional for free. Yeah. But yeah, that is a great place to start. And while I'm talking about mental health professionals, it's important to find the right fit. Yeah. Like I didn't marry the first girl that I took on a date. Yeah. And I don't think we uh, have friendships, relationships with the, no. every single person we meet. We don't necessarily buy the first pair of shoes we try on. What we do, we find what works for us it's, and we find the right fit. Yeah. Mental health professional is no different. Just because they're a mental health professional doesn't mean that they are. You're going to have a good connection with them. That's right. That's right. That's a good which point. Which will then lead to good outcomes. So, I'm sorry if you have a bad experience with that first or even second mental health professional, but please give yourself permission and and give yourself that time to find the right fit. Because when you do, your life is going to start to get better. Yeah. And that is certainly worth it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a that's a great great point. Great point. So when you when a lot of guys have gone through that that stage or girls, they've gone through that stage. I mean, I've from personal experiences, I found actually going in to talk to someone helped immensely. Like it's such a, it's such a different feeling when you're obviously you're bottling up and you're like, fuck, I can't talk to that person. I don't want to talk to that person. I don't want them to trouble them. I don't want them to be worrying about me. But when you, when you go to a professional and you don't know that person, so you're really just talking to someone you don't really know, but they're professional enough to listen and they've been through that before. It's such a big, it's such a big difference in it. When, when we say you try and get it off your chest. Is there anything in particular about going to see them that you remember that kind of sticks out to you? Like what, how they, what they did to make you feel a certain way? I think, I think they were obviously prompting different questions of why I was there. And I think when I talked about that, I think I was just like, I just really felt as if I knew that person because they're probably so good at, of, of becoming like a, a friend type thing. And I was like, oh, this person actually sits and listens and then prompts listens. What, what, I, what I'm talking about. So they're actually listening to me and they don't talk. They're, they're going, tell me more. So then you, you know, you're in this place and obviously you're paying some dollars and you're like, Oh, well, yeah, well, this is why I'm feeling. Why am I feeling this? If I'm sitting at the table with my family and nothing's absolutely wrong, why am I getting like a, a dark cloud over the top of my body and feeling all these emotions and bad intentions that I have in my mind? And for me to, to, to get better at that, I, 
then I walked outside and I, I would stop having dinner with my family sometimes just to go outside to get fresh air, go for a walk and and talk to myself in regards to trying to figure out what was going on. Sometimes I'd obviously ring mum when she was alive, but then I'd be fucking in tears like, mum, what is going on? Why am I feeling like this? And my family had nothing to do with it. Like my kids, they were young, my wife at that time. Nothing was bad in that situation. Whether it was stress going through the business that I was going through, I'm not quite sure. Whether it was things that I was doing, who knows. But, yeah, sometimes I'd ring mum and, you know, she'd just sit on the phone, yes, darling, that's I've gone through that. I know what you're feeling. And then you get in front of someone and they go, tell me what you're feeling. So then you're splurting it all out. But at the same time as you're telling this person who you don't even know, but you're telling them the deep secrets of what's going in your mind, that was more the whole getting it off your chest and then when you've said it out loud, you're like, it's like fucking a balloon being let down. I was like, oh, fuck, why why couldn't I do, do that before with me family and friends? Fear of judgment. Judgment, probably being a, being a hindrance to them. You know, they've got their own things going on. I don't know. I can't really pinpoint why, why it was like that, but I definitely talking to a stranger and having them just sit there and go, listen, I was like, Wow, I get the yeah. I'm talking. What's going on? It was such a big difference. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to that, um, and that's why I live and exist. But it's probably a good segue on on how you can provide support as a friend. Yeah. Something our psychologist at Living says a lot, uh, and it's not his saying; it's a common saying. When it comes to advice giving or providing support to a friend, we, we have two ears and one mouth. It's important to listen twice as much than what you speak, because when you listen to someone and you avoid all distractions like your phone, the clock and you're truly listening to them, people will often tell you exactly what they want and exactly how you can help them, mm. but you just need to be able to listen yeah. and just let them talk. Because when you're throwing in advice, giving or this or that, you're not letting them talk and they're not being heard and they just feel worse. Yeah, that's, uh, like that's uh, actually a great point. But a great way to sort of, uh, people always ask us, how do we start that conversation initially? A great sort of technique that I use. I was gonna, that was my next question. I was going to say, what are some of the ways in regards to, you know, self-care in our own mental health? Yeah. So I think when, when reaching out to a friend, it's always, it's always, once again, always important to prioritize your own self-care. We can be, we're better at everything when we're prioritizing ourselves, but a great way to reach out to a friend is, is sort of use some things that you've noticed in conversation, not against them, mm. but as a talking point. So Hey, Rich, I noticed lately that you've been coming to the gym a little bit late. You look like you haven't had a shave lately. These things could be normal for someone else, but for you, they're out of character. And that's why I've used them in this conversation. So find things, you know, it'd be great for me to list all the different warning signs and symptoms. But the one I like to use the best is any change in what would be typical behavior for that person. And any change doesn't mean that they have a a mental illness or they're living with mental ill health, it just means that that could be your invitation to reach out. That's right. And start that conversation. Hey, Rich, I noticed you've been late lately. Is anything going on? Is there anything I can help with? Doesn't need to, you don't need to whack on the white coat. You don't need to go into fix-it mode. You just need to be an ear for them and you just need to listen. Mm. And then, you know, if if the conversation goes down the path and and you, you can ask, are you suicidal if it gets to that point? Yeah. Like I don't suggest just open with no, that no, question. No, no, open with that question. But if it leads to it, the, the research tells us that it is okay to ask that question. You're not going to encourage them to then take their life. No. But then, you know, if, if someone confides in you, 
it's then about building that sort of trust and, and then recommending how about we go to the doctor? Yeah. How about we call Lifeline? How about, you know, if anyone is ever in imminent danger, triple zero, do not fuck around. Yeah, yeah. Even if they've told you, I'll be okay. or If you've got that feeling in your gut, mm. do not fuck around. Mm. You'd rather than be angry at you for five minutes, That's ten right. minutes. That's right. Getting, getting the help they need. Get the help that they need. So sorry if I confused anyone there. No, but no, no. Just try and keep it simple and try and relax. You can be like the duck where you're looking yep. calm on top of the surface, but underneath you, yep. you're frantic. But you just need to listen to them. Let yep. them do the talking. And that gets back to my next question. What, what what are some of the signs through your experience and having the Living Foundation going, what's some of the signs of depression uh, from your point of view? Yeah, that's hard. As I kind of just said that, like I'd love to list them. Yep. Uh, some can be sort of um, – they contradict each other. Yep. Like I look at Dwayne. I knew Dwayne sort of behind the scenes. But Dwayne was always happy. He was always up. He was always high. So people, if I if I told you that a sign of depression is someone staying in their bed, eating yeah. bad. Yes, yes. All, all those sort of signs and symptoms, they wouldn't have seen that in Dwayne. Uh. Or they might not see that in the next person. That's why I like to use the line, any change in what would be um, typical behavior for that person. Yeah. That is your opportunity to reach out to them and say, hey, I've noticed this lately. Mm. What's going on? Yeah. Is there something I can help you with? Yeah. But I suppose the more common ones, lack of joy in life, getting too much sleep or not enough sleep, yeah. uh, could keep you up at night, uh, weight loss, but even uh, weight gain. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of contradictions yeah, here. Yeah, it's de definitely like double-edged sword for both, isn't there? There's Some people become overly happy as a way to mask it. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've seen that in comedians, yeah. particularly like Robin Williams and a few comedians that I, that I used to uh, follow as well. You know, they, they're that, I suppose, when you're a comedian, you, your whole life is making people happy, but then who who is making you happy? That, mu that must be a torture in itself when you, your whole job is to make people laugh, make people happy, but you haven't got that person helping you. Well, no one's probably ever reached out to them and said, hey, what's going on? Yeah, true. Because I've just seen them smiling or making other people happy. But so it's important to know the people in our lives well yep. and, and to check in on them. Even if you don't notice any changes in behaviour, how are you going? Like, what's been going on in your life lately? Mm. I'm here for you. And when you reach out to someone, they might not be ready to talk to you that first time either. No, exactly. But you right. can always just end the conversation with, mate, you might not be ready right now, but if you ever are, yep. I'm phone call away. Yep. Please call me. Yeah, yeah, no, and definitely. then checking on them another in a week's time, you're not going to annoy them no. as long as you're not texting them twenty four seven. That's right, yeah. Some subtle, gentle reminders. Keep checking in. A another, I suppose, warning sign. Obviously, obviously, substance abuse. And, yes, you know, if they're smacking the piss or whatever too much. Yep, you know, that's another. That's another downfall as well. Absolutely. Yeah, hunting too much. Yeah, eating shit food. Whatever it is. Yeah. If you notice these things, just reach out and, and explore what's going on. Yeah, and that's and that's the next question. That's exactly what. How do you start the conversation? And, and you just went, you just pressed on that. Just even if it's just little texts or little, you know, what's happening, mate? I've seen a change in you, or or anything like that. It's yeah, just, or, the conversation can be started real, realistically any way, can't it? You can you can be talking about. Did you watch the football this weekend? Oh, mate, it was crazy. It's crazy, but you know. And then you get, a, how you been feeling anyway for all this week? And you know, exactly, just, a, just try not to overcomplicate it. People yeah. get scared because they feel as though they then have to fix that person. It's not the case. Just listen. Yeah. 
you can throw in a little bit of advice like, oh, I've been through that before. This is what I tried. Yes. But don't try and downplay what they're going through with your own experiences. Yep. Like, I went through this. This is what I tried. Might work for you, might not. Yep. Um, but, yeah. It's a it's a big it's a big shoe fitting experience really, isn't it? Because every every single person is totally different. In my in my view in this life, every human being is different. Even if they look the same, act the same, they're totally different, obviously, in their spirit and their soul, whatever. But that's what makes life beautiful. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But it, it's as you said earlier, it's really if you are feeling these feelings and you go and have a bad experience with one uh whether it's a um psycho psychologist or you with a friend or whatever it may be, don't just give up on that stage and go, you know what, I, I need to, you know, that's it's like trying the shoes, you know, buy the first one, you know, all the examples you give. Just keep trying till you find something that, that does fit. Right. Even even if it's phoning, lifeline, beyond blue, living, you know, there's always, there's access there. Keep trying till something fits. And I understand for some people that is hard, that is tiring because – it could have taken them all of their courage and all of their might to reach out to that person, but it is worth it. There are people out there that care about you and there are people out there that genuinely want to help you live a healthy and happy life. Yeah. You just need to let them. That's right. And that's, that's again, another great point is when people watching or listening to this, how do I do it? You just go, let them do it. Let them help you in regards to listening to what you're going through because some people obviously they're prepared to help someone with a bit of ill health, but they say, oh, no, I don't want you to be a hindrance to you. I don't want you to, you know, I don't want to just be too much on your plate. You already got your plate doing. It doesn't take much to take a minute or two to listen. So let someone listen to you. Absolutely. Like your listeners are probably very tough, very, you know, strong-willed. And, and I don't care how strong or tough they are or how stoic they think they are. We all have struggles from time to time and we all need help yep. from time to time. That doesn't make you less of a person. No. That makes you more of a person that you admitted that you needed help. You put your hand up and you got some support because you can then be in a better position to help someone else in your someone life else. that might need it. Yeah. And and to do that come from a place where, uh, you know, I've talked to someone, they've helped me, and then you go and give that gift to someone else is just a, it's like a whole Christmas present in itself. You're going, well, I help that person as well. And it's just, that's where a domino effect is. And that's obviously what living's about is connecting a community to talk about the, the living, the, the depression, the, the mental health. And then it's like social media. One person shares it, the other person shares it. And then next minute you've got all this community that goes, Oh, living brand. I now I know where that why, why that's here or why that's doing that and everything else. So it's it is definitely a, an important point to that. I hope so. I hope we're having a well. I know we're having a positive impact, but I, I hope we can continue to have that positive impact. And because yep. as our name says, we just want people living again. Yep, yep. We don't want people surviving or existing or having a shit time. Yep. We want you to, to live, live and live to the fullest. So go on, when we when you've at the stage you're at, we're obviously over COVID. We're we're now into the whole new year of 2023 and things, as you say, new projects. What, what's the vision of living for you? Because it's it's at a very good platform now. Like a lot of people in Australia know what living is. They know you know the mental health side of things. Where where's the journey continue and what's your sort of goals in regards to the Living Foundation? Yeah, so we you know we can always be better. Uh, internally, we need to sort of build out our efficiencies through process procedure and 
know, we recently brought on a GM that's going to help free up my time. He can sort of focus on on the team. Uh, so, I su- yeah, I suppose we can be more sort of efficient, like run as a business. Like we are a charity, but you still got to run the business side of it. That's right. Uh, our program, you know, we got to every single year life evolves, life's different. So we need to stay on top of our program development to make sure it's still relatable. Uh, we've got some great people that help out with that. Um, so we need, really need to sort of build out the, the research and the, our data behind the program. Uh, we're building out some wonderful partnerships this year. So through the month of March, we're going to have a partnership with Donut King while oh, around the country. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, so that one's going to be exciting. That just gives us a great opportunity to impact more people right around the country. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of exciting things in the works. That's good. Um, but they're probably like the three main ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just increase our efficiencies. Um, just get back. It's just good to be back out to the community. Yeah. We really want to grow through the Eastern Seaboard. Uh, we've got a great sort of standing right around the country, good team in Perth, uh, a, a smaller team in Adelaide, but we, we need to kind of smash this Eastern Seaboard again because okay. through COVID, yep. we just, we, Queensland was fine, but yep. New South Wales, Victoria, we, we just couldn't access those yeah. states. Yeah, there's a major struggle in those two states for sure. Yeah, I don't know how you guys did it up in well, Queensland. We'll, I, I was lucky because I spent the first year of lockdown in Newcastle, so... I, I just went to the beach and coffee, so Newcastle wasn't realistically locked down. But the second year when I moved to Melbourne, damn, that wasn't that an eye opener. And you weren't allowed out anywhere. Well, like high school kids again, mate. Sneaking it was around oh, it Yeah, it was like that. Eh? It was it was a crazy time. But but so obviously I'm going to be putting uh, you know some some details on on our, this episode. What's the website with people who want to go and look at uh, living? Uh, and just see some of the great stuff that, that you guys are doing? Yeah, so before I touch on that, I just remember one sort of other exciting project, and it's been going for a while, so I always forget it. We're building out an animated video series. Oh, right. So in this animated video series, like our program, we go out, we deliver it, we're kind of telling people how to do things. What we're hoping to achieve through this animated video series is we're showing you how to do these things okay. in context. Yeah. So that that should be released before um, June 30 this year and that's going to be exciting oh, be we'll exciting. blast that out that'll be everywhere uh, but to find us www.living.org uh, and then any of the social media platforms at Living.org and Living is L-I-V-I-N yep. Yep. we don't know how to spell no 100% and on your shirt obviously <laughs> you've got the shirt there so they can see and to, fin- to finish off on obviously our uh, our session here today if I was to ask you and obviously being the founder and and uh, part of the, the founding group who, who come up with living. What's what's your rich life? What gives Casey Lyons the, the rich life in his in his heart and his spirit these days and what you guys have achieved and what you at present what, what's what's your rich life? I suppose obviously seeing, you know, my wife works with us. I get to work with my wife every single day. We work we are fortunate enough to work in something that it is our life. The the there is no sort of distinction between work and home for us because it just blends into one. Yep. When we're not in the office, we're still working. Some some people would disagree with that. But we love it. Yeah. We absolutely love important. it. We're so passionate about it. Like our kids, I do this now for my kids. I don't want them to grow up in a world where they're losing friends to suicide or they they don't know how to talk about what they're going through. Good point, um, yeah. You know, as any parent, I devote my kids, uh, my life to my kids. Yep. But then I suppose bringing it back to living, the only thing I ever need to hear is I'm doing Dwayne's family proud. Yeah. Um, and, and they tell me regularly. Yeah. Stay with them. 
last night here yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. And that's what fills my cup up. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm doing it for everyone. Yeah. But they are the reason. And I just want to make them know that their son's legacy will live on. Live on that. Because if he had his time over again, he would have chosen a different or he would have made a different decision. Oh, I believe a lot of people are like that. You know, it's sad because a lot of people. point nine percent Yeah. I think if they had the the uh, the knowledge and the contacts that a lot of people are starting to get these days through the last 10 years or so, I think, uh, you know, that hopefully they would have saved a lot more lives, you know, but. But then, you know, you can't come back from that. Once you once it's suicide, you can't come back and, oh, sorry, guys, or something. It's a very null and void sort of feeling, you know, for a lot of the people you leave behind, which it is still sad. Is. It's 10 years on and it still hurts. Like, we'll yeah. never get over it. You just learn to live with it. That's right. I suppose, too, like the real-life impact we get to see when we go to schools and, and businesses, the people that come up with us and have the conversations with, with us afterwards. Yeah. Because sometimes it does feel like a job. You know, because yeah, you've got to true. keep the doors open. That's you've got right, to keep the lights right, on. That's and right. We don't get any government assistance. So, you know, through COVID, that was hard. Yeah. But it is all worth it when yeah. people reach out to us to let us know that we've had a positive impact on their life. Yeah. That's, that's a major thing for anyone, I think, when they're doing the work that you're doing. So, uh, mate, I just want to uh, thank you for your time. I'm glad I uh, snatched you up while you're in Melbourne. And, uh, mate, some great insight to that for uh, my listeners and watchers and I think that hopefully will help I don't care if it really helps one person I'd love to help everyone but um, appreciate your time and the living crew and what you guys do in the, in the community uh, throughout Australia um, so yeah thank you for your time my friend thank you for having me and if anyone wants to reach out to us please feel free we're here to help and yep. you know, if we if we don't have the answers we'll be sure to point, point you in, in the, the right, right direction, direction. Yep. Yeah. No. appreciate your time mate thank you Thank you.